Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Salutations, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of The Shock Factor, where I, Stephen Shock, am joined by the wonderful and great Jordan Schusterman and typically Jank Mintz, but today he's actually bigly. Yes, uh, like, and, and that's okay, because we do indeed have another job, and that is covering Major League Baseball, which is what Jake is doing tonight. Sunday night baseball in New York City between the Phillies and the Mets, but can you believe that he is just saying, I'm Better than you can know. It's, we're, we're kidding. It's fine. We'll survive. <laughs> yeah, and and here's the good news, uh, my good friend Stephen. Uh, your night. Your name is in is in the title, not Jake's. <laughs> so as long as you're here, the show rolls on, and I am very happy to be uh, joining you tonight and uh, talk about another week of college baseball. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good week. And again, no animosity towards Jake. The MLB sponsored one episode, and all of a sudden he's <laughs> writing for him at a game or doing it. What does That's he do with point. them, like at the games, like just out of pure curiosity? Because I don't know, and I want our listeners to know. Oh no, no, no! He's 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 over there covering covering uh, covering some big league action for our our employers at Fox Sports. So it has That's nothing awesome. to do with the MLB. No more the MLB. We are banning that phrase on this on this podcast. We're dumb. And MLB is not sponsoring this this episode, of course. The Shock Factor Pod Give brought to you by, back. by our by our good friends at S two Cognition, uh, S two Cognition, S 2s Here, here's you know what they do. We, we we've talked about it, right? We, yeah. Look, they're they're helping they're helping athletes be smarter on and off the field. We love that. We love S two. You want to know? Take, yeah. You want to know how I remembered what S two Cognition does? <laughs> how? Because I use it, and it made me remember things. It makes whoa. me smarter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Think check out that. sucognition.com. You, you'll get a much better uh, sense than anything that I'm going to tell you with, with, with my mouth. So, Stephen Shock, we have a great show. Tonight. I, I'm very excited to, to do this pod with you. As usual, we will be talking. This is the D1 Baseball Podcast Network. We're going to talk about some D1 action, but we know that the real fun comes at the end when we go beyond D1. So make sure you stick around for that because we're getting extra crazy this week. But where else to begin but in College Park, Maryland, where I have attended multiple games this season as I live in Washington, D.C., and my brother David is a student. He's a Terp himself. Go Terps. And uh, we had a little bit, a little bit of history, a little history piece on Friday night in College Park. Yeah. And well, what what happened, Stephen Shock? I, I believe there was something called a what was it a per? Ryan Ramsey did what? He did something perfect. Um, I I believe it was a perfect uh, execution of a baseball game because I'm not going to say perfect game in a D1 baseball podcast. That's just not who I am. I. Oh, I just did. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> it's okay. You, well, you, you know, he threw a perfect game, something that hadn't been done in Maryland history since some guy whose name was Dick Reitz, I believe. Yes, um, yes. Many, many, many years ago. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, it, uh, Dick Reitz did it in, in April of 1959. Oh so it's God. been a while. Uh, it has been a while. Um, this was the. This is just the 33rd 
uh, or I think this was the 35th because we had the Shamar Page one last week. Um, so this is the 35th perfect game in NCAA history and just the 20th, I believe, nine-inning perfect game, right? So Shamar Pages was in, was in seven, uh, seven innings last week, but nine-inning perfect game. And did you see the picture, the old picture of, uh, of Dick Wright's next to, with, with his little picture? <laughs> they, they, they replicated it. Did you, did you see that? Yeah, with the, like, I, I loved how they still had the columns in the background. Like, they found the exact spot. They were like, <laughs> this, is, this is the correct longitude and latitude down to the decimal point. If that's how longitude and latitude works, because I'm not really certain. I'm not a cartographer. But it, it was a great picture. I love that. Other than the turf, which I'm very certain was not in play uh, in 1959, it is honestly eerie how similar it looks. And also kind of puts into perspective why the Maryland facilities are not exactly the most well-regarded if they have barely touched it since 1959. That said, I quite love uh, the, uh, the, the I, I like that park. It's, it's, yeah. it's cozy. I love how it's like carved mm-hmm. into the hill pretty much. That's something mm-hmm. I've always loved. Um, but let's talk about actual Ryan Ramsey for a second, because obviously when you throw a perfect game, the first question is like, who did it? How did he do it? Like, what, what are we, what are, who are we talking about here? And I think the thing I, I really, you know, love about Ryan Ramsey is, is college baseball tends to have, you know, the, the kinds of pitchers where it's like the stats are amazing, but when the stuff isn't that good, it's like they can kind of fly under the radar for the whole season. Ryan Ramsey is a true junior and has been excellent for one of the best, you know, top 25 team in baseball, uh, in, in college baseball the whole season. He's not on any draft lists. You'll see, you'll not see him any on, on any draft lists, and that's because he just doesn't throw that hard. But the dude's a hell of a pitcher. This was his first Friday night start of the season after starting mostly Saturdays uh, during the year. But the big three at Maryland uh, with him, Savakul, uh, and Nick Dean has just been so good all season long. But what a what a game for Ryan Ramsey. And and look, man, if we've learned anything in MLB, we've had so many no hitters over the last you know you know so so many years and. But I, perfect games are very special to me as, as a Mariners fan. I'm sorry to veer into MLB talk here, but as a Mariners fan, uh, King Felix, you can see, you can't see listening to the podcast, but you can see Steven, this, this bobblehead of King Felix right behind me. He's <laughs> the reason I'm a Mariners fan. He's my favorite pitcher ever. And his perfect game is something I hold very dear to my heart because he's the last major league pitcher to throw a perfect game. And while so many guys have come close, it's like I – I, I, I don't want anyone else to throw a perfect game in Major League Baseball because, like, that's his thing, you know? And so I, I, I think about perfect games all the time, and, and to see Ryan Ramsey do it is, is, is incredible. So Yeah, it's definitely um, hard to do. And at the time of recording this podcast, it is, what, like 8 p.m. on a Sunday? So that means Maryland baseball just got done with their weekend series. I hope and pray. I know it's a school night, and if you're a high school kid, go to school. But these are college kids. I'm not going to act like we're all perfect and we all attend class every day because we don't. Ryan Ramsey threw a perfect game. He deserves to be in a bar from literally whenever the Sunday game ended till 2 a.m. Just burning it down. And I hope that bar is R.J. Bentley's in College Park because it's a good place to get drunk. I'm not giving any free ads or anything like that. But from my time with the Bethesda Big Train playing with a lot of guys from Maryland, I had a lot of nights that I barely remember at R.J. Bentley's. And I really hope Ryan Ramsey is having one of those nights. I agree. He is of drinking age, uh, I, I'm pretty sure. So he's we're good. We're good. We're not breaking any laws here. We're not doing any underage drinking. He is, he's plenty old enough. 
This ain't some freshman throwing a perfecto, so we can go full send partying after. I did also see that the Orioles are going to be honoring him, uh, I think, coming up this week. Um, that is him and his catcher, Luke Schligger, which is pretty freaking awesome. I, so. Just him and the catcher? Because I. Maybe it's the whole team. I, I, think, I, I, just I would saw argue. That, yeah. Yeah, well, if the whole team didn't get free tickets, it's five dollars if you show up at game time. <laughs> I'm pretty certain. Come on, so, Orioles! It, it I could be wrong. I just, I just saw that the Orioles will be will be honoring him, which is but which is that, very cool. So. That's awesome. I love that. And you know, he yeah. might be hungover for a Monday lift, but you're gonna have yourself a great <laughs> damn week. They so. will be, they will be a okay. Uh, and uh, by the way, quick aside, just on the topic of perfect games, we also have one in D3, Alec Elgis of Webster University, and one of the top uh, programs in D3. So shouts out to Alec Elgis. I know Jake Mintz, if you're listening to this, you know, if you're, we know he's editing. If you listen to this, Jake Mintz coming into the year was saying Alec Elgis on our D3 pod, Alec Elgis, X Factor for Webster University. And my goodness, he was right. He, Alec Elgis is the truth. He was. So also, also a nine inning uh, perfect game for, for Webster against Greenville. And Alec Elgis did it in 95 pitches. So you want a good perfect game, that is a dynamite quick yeah kind of get get, got it over fast um but the other thing steven is that uh this this ramsey perfecto really made me realize like wow we have not talked about the big 10 very much we haven't Um, we've spoken on the big nine and the big 11 a few times but never the big 10 well we'll we'll get to that in a second um but i know we had another another ryan showing out in the big 10 this weekend for first place rutgers what a season for them they are 36 and 9 now they went over to columbus and uh did they sweep i mean i i i i assume they swept i mean they have just been incredible this season but tell me about tell me about ryan lasco so i don't know what he did on friday i'll be honest i'm not the best researcher oh, oh, I- as you are but he had, I'm sure he had three we're hits. He, he, it was just a regular three for four with three singles. Oh, three singles. Lame. And Ryan Lasco, he goes, yeah, you know what, Steve? That is lame. So what's he do on Saturday? Saturday, eh, he's only four for six. I'm pretty sure he had a double and um, three bombs. Three bombs. And he's like, okay, that's pretty cool. But now I'm showing up my teammates. You know, Saturday, his friend and my friend Evan Slight had two home runs. And I was like, geez, slight work's going off. He's doing his thing, two bombs. That's awesome. And then Ryan Lasco hits three bombs, and it's like, okay, whoa. So he, he kind of pumps the brakes on Sunday. Big team Tons guy move. Big yeah. team guy move. You know, he's trying not to hit home runs on Sunday. But the game is tied. I believe it's 7-7 seven to seven or 8-8. Eight to eight. Either way, it's a tie game. And he's like, well, the team needs me to hit a home run here, so I guess if I If I must. So if he hits insist. his second home run of the game just because. Just because the team needs it, and that's the type of guy he is. But his perform- he has five home runs over the last two games. Not only did he have a great game, more importantly than the five home runs, he is tweeted at after the game. So this is something he can see right away by Todd Frazier, New Jersey, <laughs> Jersey zone. zone. The most One of the New legends Jersey, in college. Yes. One of the legends in baseball in general. He's a great dude. He's... I like to think of him as a father. I don't know who he's a father to because I don't, I haven't looked oh, into Todd him. Todd Frazier, yeah, his, his kids. Come on, Blake. I mean, I'm not kidding. His kids are very. If you you follow Jackie Frazier, Todd Frazier, the Frazier family is New Jersey baseball royalty. So you're spot on. And I love that. I love that about Todd Frazier. He's talking about how you know New Jersey is randomly a hotbed for baseball players, like. When I played at UVA, some of our best players, Kyle Teal, Devin Ortiz, they were from the state of oh, New yeah. Jersey. Oh, yeah. And all these Jersey kids are leaving the state because they think, oh, I got to go somewhere else to play good baseball. Well, newsflash, 
Rutgers is really goddamn good at baseball. And so Todd Frazier says, yeah, you can play pretty good baseball in your home state, believe it or not. And I I love that. Rutgers is balling out, uh, and it's every level. I mean, there's great JUCOs in New Jersey, D3, the NJAC might get four teams into the D3 tournament this year. Um, So, yeah, it's it's a crazy, crazy loaded state. Um, What was that guy who was – Oh, Mike Trout. He was from New Jersey. So, yeah. Uh, it's sh- now he I've was heard that name sadly somewhere. committed to East Carolina. So, that's uh, that's a big loss for the Rutgers <laughs> recruiting history. But um, it's fine. Well, they, they weren't that's good true. back that's then. They're good now. If Mike Trout were in high school right now and we He'd knew he like, was going to be a big leaguer really good, he would be looking at <laughs> Rutgers very seriously. Okay? Yeah, no, you're right. But, hey, <laughs> Rutgers. So, so uh, Lasco taking the team lead. Um, he's got uh, 13 homers this year. Nick Samillo, a transfer from Manhattan, uh, New York kid. He's been amazing this season. He's hitting almost 400. He's got 12 bombs. And yeah, Rutgers in first place in the Big Ten. They've been they've been awesome. They're even ahead of Maryland. Uh, and 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 this is the thing. Just just quickly on the Big Ten, it's just like look, they they've just been lagging behind. Now last year was weird because they played conference only. With the, with the COVID schedule, so they were just literally just kind of siloed off. We weren't talking about them. But this year, it's just like, who are we really getting excited about? And I, I would just love to see some of these teams. I mean, Rutgers and Maryland have had excellent seasons, but maybe it's one of these middle teams. Like, remember, we were talking about Purdue earlier in the year when they started like 18-0, and and it's been, it's been, it's been a, a struggle since then. Um, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're it certainly, sense, but it that's certainly all right. feels like it. But but man, maybe maybe in Iowa, you know, in Michigan. I mean, these these should be like I, I want to see some. I want to see them make some, make some moves here. I don't know how many of these teams are going to get into the tournament. RPI wise, not looking great for them for their at large chances. But hopefully, we'll get at least three or four. You know, Illinois, they're in third place. Um, Iowa's got a couple big draft guys. Adam Mazur, one of the best pitchers in the country. Peyton Williams, you want you want some big. Some big boppers. Peyton Williams is one of them. So there, there are some fun yeah, players. He's only batting like three yeah. There's some really, there's some really good players in this conference. Uh, but yeah, I just. But what hey, if, what if I told yeah. you? Oh no, no, no! You go on your point, then I'll, <laughs> then I'll interrupt you. No, I was just gonna say it was, it was a great weekend to be reminded that the Big Ten is 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 still the Big Ten. Now again, also, what's the other problem with Big Ten? Not ten. 12, 13, how many teams is this? 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So, again, the branding's a little confusing, like Big 13. Not that I want less baseball, well, thir- but come on. 13's an unlucky number, so I understand <laughs> them sticking to Big 10. And you had mentioned there's some good players in the Big 10. What if I told you? Now, hear me out on this. There could be even better players on Penn State right now. What? Penn State currently in 8th place? In the Big Ten, not not been doing great. Matt Wood, yeah. he's probably going to get drafted this year. He's pretty good, but like, what are, you, is, are they missing someone? Are they missing someone? Do you, do you think they'd benefit from a Division three player batting? Uh, I don't know, like five fifty with twenty seven nukes. <laughs> Look, we talked about Ryan McCarty last week, folks. Look at them Penn State satellite schools. You let Toby Welk go by at Penn State Burks. Don't let Penn State Abington take who could be your best players. Come on, give Ryan McCarty a chance. Maybe look I, I, now. Abington's still playing, you know. But if they get eliminated, can we get a little little special transfer waiver to get McCarty over to the to the real Nittany Lions for the for the for the home stretch? Look, I tweeted it out earlier this week about rules I would make if I were on the transformation committee, and one of those rules is if a team doesn't make Division One playoffs, they can 
their best player can transfer to a team that did and make it happen. They can, they can play instantly. It's like free agency, but you know, there's no trade deadline or anything like that. I do think it would be hilarious if schools could trade players like, Hey, we're just going to upend your life. We know you're 17, but <laughs> you're or like, you're or going no, it's like to Missouri. No, it's like European <laughs> soccer. It's like loaning. You can loan guys. That, that's how it should be. That, that makes a lot more sense. Cause then it's a little, then it's more temporary. It's not like, all right, you're officially like going to this other school now. Like we just need you for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Hey, we need you to fill in your degree. will still say whatever school you're at. Unless Unless you so choose, like, say, Harvard makes it. Oh, that's true. And (laughs) I I don't know how that would happen. But, like, Harvard's going to Omaha. And Omaha is, you know, the postseason's when most kids are graduating. So I think it would be hilarious, like, a kid from, I don't know, some random school that's iPads rating. That's That's a higher education term for, like, a rating of schools, like, academically. Like, just a kid from the middle of nowhere, just a country bumpkin idiot getting a degree from harvard after doing four years at a random school in the middle of nowhere just because he played baseball good i'd love that for the kid i agree i agree just open it up make that portal just just it's so crazy it's like oh oh, the portal's out of control oh the coaches are like this has changed college sports it's like oh it could be even crazier (laughs) it could be worse it could be a lot worse way way worse all right uh so big 10 Keep doing cool shit so we can talk about you on the Please. Shock Factor. Ryan Ramsey, Ryan Lasko. If your name's Ryan, you are in great shape. All right. Let's move to our show and go. We're going to bounce around some of our favorite moments of the weekend. Let's begin down in Baton Rouge where the Tigers, go Tigers, took a series from Georgia. And in the finale today, Dylan Cruz, who is just so good at baseball, my goodness, hit like 900 feet worth of homers uh, against Georgia in the finale today. But it took, I think that was today, or was that yesterday? I think that was today. I think it was today. Uh, but it took a walk-off from Cade Doty to win for the Tigers. Uh, LSU has had their troubles this year, but they're, when they're clicking, they're very, very, very fun to watch. Um, both, Doughty's going to get picked, you know, in the first couple rounds this year. Cruz might be the first overall pick next year. Now, as for Riley Cooper's draft stock, I do not know the status of that, but I know Riley Cooper's one of your favorite players in the country. He is just an electric factor, and the cool thing about it for him is he literally does not – he could ride the bench, and I would still be like, this is one of my favorite guys in college baseball. Yeah. Because he just looks like a fun time. He, he looks does. like a cool guy. He He's the guy who, like, you know, you just had a big win and everyone forgets about it because Riley Cooper is doing some weird shit in the locker room that's making everybody laugh. And believe it or not, that was one of my strongest uh, strongest characteristics as a player was being a weird locker room guy. Stunning. And I Stunning like, revelation. Yeah. Oh, shocking. I would play a game called Catch the Soapy Baby in the team showers. I won't go into what that means, but that's something that happened to prove my point. And... You know, Riley Cooper, I think, is just a – he just looks like a team guy. Like, he is. He's, he, he transferred from Arizona, I believe, this year. And I feel like he showed up first day at LSU and everyone was just like, this guy's fucking awesome. I know. I'm and, totally with you. And uh, pretty good pitcher. It's fun. Yeah. Good, good I, little his talent receiver. also helps. <laughs> it, it, I would say it, it, it certainly doesn't hurt. Uh, so LSU, they're looking, looking a little better. Uh, speaking of nice little, nice little, did they win this series? What did Oklahoma State win the series with Texas? 
Not only did they win it, but they swept it for the fourth time in seven years. They swept Texas. Okay. I mean, talk about horns down. Uh, We'll put Texas struggling to the side. Oklahoma State, huge comeback today, right? They were down 7-0 in the finale. Um, And talk about dudes who look like a good time. Griffin Dorshing, who, speaking of transfers, transferred from Northern Kentucky to Oklahoma State for his fifth year of college baseball. Does he turn 24 in August? Yes, he does. Is it a little unfair to ask 18 and 19-year-olds to pitch to this large adult (laughs) person? Probably not. The dude has grown man strength. Um, I love that he was at NKU and they're the Norse because he just looked like a Viking. He He really did. I don't, I've never seen a Viking in person, but if you, if you put him in a funny hat and said, this is a Viking, I'd be like, yeah, duh. This guy hit 20 bombs for Northern Kentucky last year. Um, Stunningly only at, I believe six this season. Is that right? That seems crazy low, but he has been hitting well. And when he gets them, my God, he's had at least three in the last week. Yeah. He's, he's definitely heating up. Um, Maybe baseball reference is failing me. Uh, speaking of holy shit, what is going on? Ben Joyce. Now we're squeezing into Tennessee. We're going to skip. Okay. Oh, what a surprise. There was Spice. Tony Vitello. Wow. Uh, Uh, Something douchebaggery happened in the game. What? I can't believe it. Okay. Look, look, we've been there before. We're not even going to bother recapping that. Um, The point is, is this was a fun series to watch. Uh, But we've already talked about Ben Joyce. And... But what he did today, which is, first of all, they pitched him in a close game. They let him ride for, like, 40-plus pitches. And this dude, again, follow Wes Rucker if you want all your Vols content on Twitter. This gentleman hit 105 three times today. He hit 104 15 times. He hit 103, which... Not even 10 years ago would maybe not even happen once in the majors over the course of a year. No. 28 pitches over 103 miles an hour. It's, look, I've I've said it on the podcast before. I don't want to keep talking about Tennessee. But when you're doing something that not only breaks NCAA records, but also the Guinness Book of World Records, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) And we're going to talk about a record later on in our Beyond D1 segment, which I feel like should be in the Guinness Book. We'll see. We'll see where they stand on it. We're going to work on that. But this was incredible. 105.5 miles an hour. That is 18 miles an hour harder than I could ever throw a baseball, I'm pretty sure. So... That's nuts. And also, uh, he faced Sonny D, struck out Sonny D. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to see Ben Joyce. Like, it, It's cool to see him pitching in front of the home crowd. But if he does, if they do make it to Omaha, like, my God, it is going to be. Like, he's doing this now, you know, amped up in May, May 1st. Like, imagine the actual adrenaline when he's, he's was he going to touch 110. Uh, yeah. Next on our... Also, just, <laughs> yeah, just real quick, mentioning yeah. Sonny D. He's up there with Riley Cooper. We love favorite Sonny people D, in college he baseball. Just, just saying. It's not, and he's not just a vibe. He's like legit one of the best hitters in the country. So <laughs> he's so good. Uh, here's a quick note: Kevin Parada. Oh my God, 24th homer of the season. I believe he hit four homer four games in a row with a homer. Um, yeah, he's pretty good. Great tweet uh, that you had about uh, how uh, maybe there are going to be kids in Atlanta hitting his very goofy, weird setup. I would love to talk to him about how that started and what what that's about (laughs) because like it's not really like at 
you know, when the once the pitch is delivered, it doesn't look weird, right? It looks like every other hitter. But just that that load is so bizarre. Um, and if you don't know what yeah, we're talking I about, like just look Kevin Prada on Twitter, and you'll see all of his homers. My only so. guess is like he had a he had a span of games where he just got out like a million times in a row making hard contact, and he said, "Let me try something weird, something else." <laughs> Very. Bad. And then it just worked, and he was like, "Okay, let's keep doing it." I you 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 might be right. Uh, so Kevin Prada, he is amazing. He is going to get drafted really high, maybe first overall. There's a crazy he, uh, he wears uh, prescription Oakleys when he hits. Yes. The dude, after after uh, June or July, whenever the draft is, he could afford LASIK multiple, multiple <laughs> times. He could, he could potentially go on the black market and buy someone else's eyes. That is how paid this kid is about. No, to no, no. But I, I, I hope he keeps these. It's part of the look. I wouldn't even recognize him if he didn't have the glasses. So please, Honestly, no LASIK, Kevin. Glasses. No LASIK. Yeah, it's just a thing he could do. No, I'm not right. saying he's going to buy someone It will else's be an life. option. It will be an option. A <laughs> uh, couple more here. Uh, Levi Usher. Fastest maybe, dude in the may, world. Maybe the catch of the year. Did you say fastest dude in the world? He he had like 30 bags halfway through last season. Yes. Not even of, halfway through, like 10 he, games in. He, is, he was a junior college transfer, one of the best athletes in college baseball. Really struggled with the bat last year, but he has made some adjustments this season. And when you see plays like this in center, which he made against Clemson, um, duh, I mean, you, you understand that like he might just get drafted on on you know center field defense and speed alone. And if the bat figures it out, great. Um, yeah, he's, look at he's like a great player. Yeah, look at Terrence Gore. The dude yep. has like three different World Series rings because he's fast. <laughs> it's like, very true. Levi Usher is the type of player who could walk up to the plate, scream, "I'm gonna bunt," <laughs> and he would bat 380. Like, Maybe he should kid. try that. He'd probably cut down on the strikeouts that way. Also, Levi, great name. I love that. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, and he's the uh, catch was incredible. He also made a catch that was like 70 percent as good today because uh, I believe that catch was on Saturday, but um, like almost the same. So he's amazing. Uh, okay, two more fun ones. Um, Will Sanders, uh, who is very talented pitcher for South Carolina. Um, he was, uh, really making a fashion statement, I guess is one way to put it, uh, in his game against Alabama, uh, on Saturday. What am I looking at here? Again, if you look up go to shocks, Twitter, you'll see here basically what this is, what it appears is that he has rolled up his baseball pants, not just above the knee, like another three or four inches to the thighs, like a mid thigh and his socks are just all the way up there. So what it really looks like and reminds me of is like what NBA players wear, you know, like the really <laughs> long leg sleeve, you know, whatever you'd want to call it. But what, what are we looking at? Like, it, did he get special pants or I, did he actually roll them up? What do we think? I believe they're rolled up just based on the bottom hem, the way it looks. That's true. But he's wearing, you know, socks and then a pair of crimson, maroon, whatever color Columbia, South Carolina wants me to call their colors. <laughs> he's wearing those leggings, like yeah. spandex, essentially. And I like to, my personal thought process through this is in the offseason, pitchers throw in shorts a bunch of times. For sure. Like, you go home, you go to your indoor facility, you throw off a turf mound. And a lot of these guys, there's an epidemic in baseball in general 
where Lululemon is where it's at. Oh, and very Lululemon true. has those little, little short shorts. So I like to think Will Sanders, maybe he pitched away. He was like, you know what? This isn't who I am. This isn't how I like to perform. I am better off when I pitch in my Lululemon short shorts, which I have nothing wrong with that. I got really weird feminine little legs on my big body, so I could never do it because people would be like, whoa. But you get that, it. You, who you is get that it lady? if you're Will Sanders. Yeah, I completely get it. It's yeah. a feel thing. If you're comfortable on the mound, who cares? You know? Okay. And he, he seemed comfortable. He threw a great game. So, Will Sanders <laughs> is very talented. I, I just I'm very curious to see if he if he keeps this up down the stretch. But I love it. I love it. I love I love it's different. I'm here for it. Uh, all right, our last show and go uh, moment is now. I think here here's my favorite thing about this moment. Now this was a this was between Davidson and uh, Slew, a little A10 action, Billikins. Mm-hmm. Billikins, you just can't avoid them. You can't. They're, I like to think Billikins are like three feet tall, but they have the strength of like an ant where they could just murder me. Uh, slew against Davidson. And um, two ducks, two little two little mallards look to be mallards. At least one mallard. Yeah, I believe one is male mallard based one is, on my research. Yes. The green, the green one with the orange feet. Yep. The the brown one seems to be a young female, not fully, not fully developed. But you know, it's a nice little ducky date where they're like, "Hey, you know what? I'm your duck boyfriend. You want to go to a college baseball game?" And female duck, she goes, "Well, I am the biggest SLU Billiken fan because I know what a Billiken is, and I'm not afraid of it like that dummy Stephen Shock who tweets." And they go, and then and she goes, the and then they're like, they're like. I got great seats. It's right in between the pitcher's mound and home plate. <laughs> and they and land. Just... They land. And normally, when you have a bird on the field, it usually takes about five to ten seconds to kind of wave them off and they fly away, right? That's not uncommon. Yeah, that These happens. ducks were just chilling, man. They were chilling. They were unintimidated by the ump, by the players, by the coaches. And my favorite thing about this is not just that the whole situation is very funny. It's that it's a one-run game in the ninth. And so <laughs> this is the most tense moment of the game, right? And so everyone is locked in and focused and you're trying to, you know. And it basically turns into a weird, bizarro version of Try Not to Laugh, right? Where it's like, <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> like, I'm trying to save this game. Um, there's two ducks in front of me. Like, how do I lock back in? Um, now, what I have to see is, did this have any impact on the game, or did they close it out six to five? You know, it, it makes me to if I'm the pitcher in the situation, I I'm personally, Stephen yeah. Shock, doesn't know much about ducks. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, you know, a pitcher who hunts, and I know that's a male and female duck, I would be more distracted with that knowledge, knowing like, oh, this is a date. And if I go and interrupt them, like they showed up late to this game, so they probably had a duck fight before this, where, you know, maybe she was taking too long to curl her feathers and he was like, Hey, let's go. Let's come on, let's get going. We're gonna miss the big game. The big also, it's on. like it's the ninth. There's only so, two outs left in the game. Like, we kind of so get who there. am I to interject and break up these ducks and say, Hey, sorry, you need to get out of here. What if the ducks 
What if you move the ducks and the ducks are like, hey, buddy, we got tickets for right here. Then I'm the asshole. These are our seats. <laughs> it's like, have some respect. We are ducks. Uh, so this is Cameron Ferrer on the mound for, for the Billikens. And he there's already one out in the inning. Um, uh, Mike Carrico lined out. Now this is a 3-1 count when the ducks come flying in. He did walk that batter. Okay, but then he came back, strikeout, single, winning run was on, ground out to end it. So it did not ruin Slew's Slew's day. Speaking he, of, uh, he locked back in. Speaking of birds at the game, this happened in a midweek game between Rhode Island and uh, Boston College. I'm not certain if you saw it. I didn't put it in our podcast notes because I wanted to surprise you with this one. I didn't see this. There was a goose. At the Boston College game, that I am under the impression he was loaded. He was drunk as hell. He flew into the net. The net behind home plate just got obliterated by it. He had no clue it was coming. It was like when you walk into a screen door at a cookout. And and then he stood in right field for about 30 minutes. And he just, they just kept playing. The right fielder <laughs> yeah, maintained his composure. I was incredibly impressed because you know if either of these events happen at a sec school i tweeted if this happens at the sec someone's shooting at the ducks one and two those ducks are getting eaten before the game's finished and someone from mississippi state corroborated that these ducks would have been shot plucked marinated and cooked and served in the right field lounge or left field lounge sorry i'm not good at directions but just this goose just stayed there and he was just chilling having the time of his life playing lucky, right field lucky him he was in the northeast oh, my man. only problem was he didn't have a tiny little boston college hat on to you know join the team we'll so get him we'll get him one for next uh it would have been next adorable. game too many goose on the field i think they would rule that and have to call <laughs> they'd have to throw the flag there uh all right that's our show and go segment uh we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back uh, with our Beyond D1, and then we will say goodbye. All right, we're back here on the Shock Factor podcast with our final segment of the week. It is our favorite. It is time to go Beyond D1. Potentially Ooh. the biggest one we've done this year. Uh, this is a two-parter. Two-parter, Stephen Shock. Lower, because we just we kind of squeezed some in. The first one we go to the junior college ranks. The Division II junior college ranks, not D1 JUCO. Just to be safe, we got to go even lower. <laughs> We're going beyond, beyond D1. Beyond, beyond D1. And we have a video sent in by Christian Robinson of the Clark State Community College baseball team. Where the hell is that? It's Ohio, of course. It's Ohio. And Clark State, they clinched their conference uh championship or i guess like first place in the conference whatever normal stuff normal stuff for this time of year right we clinch a conference yeah and christian christian sent in a video of the final out also normal right we we see that all the time right let's say check this out we won check it out awesome congrats um wow that's pretty good video like that's crazy how did you get that yeah, How'd you get that angle? That's like, insider access. That's insider access. Oh, okay. That's because this is a video of the last out from on the field. <laughs> from, 
from the I right fielder who I'm, I don't believe that this is actually Christian Robinson. I can't tell who it is um, because the box scores are all messed up. But And it said Christian Robinson was in left field. But uh, the angle that they sent is amazing because it's literally the, the right fielder running in. With his phone. <laughs> yeah. He just has his iPhone in his pocket going, I got to clip this. I got to Kodak <laughs> this moment. Now, Stephen, do you see the other? There's another angle of this um, that I, I put on the dock. Can you, can, you, can you pull that up? Another amazing angle. Let's yes. click it. Let's go. We're going to go ahead and watch that. Uh, this is from the official. Told not to research. This is from this is from the 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 official Clark State Athletics page, and you can see <laughs> the right fielder, whoever that is, holding his phone. But you can also see. <laughs> I would also like you to focus on the shortstop, who appears to also take his phone out of his back pocket. I like <laughs> I. I need to see that video. Well, the the I, I think he sent you the the selfie. Um, they responded to your video with the selfie, and I'm pretty sure that that's that kid. Um, at this is Benji. So so you have schools like Virginia Tech who like after they win a game they pretend to take a photograph like it's their thing, whatever. Do what this, you will. I won't this is talk why we have anymore. to go beyond D1. <laughs> this is even better. This is someone who's going nuts and saying, hey, screw it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going for it all. Oh, man. So this is just incredible. I mean, look, they, 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 this was a blowout um, over Lorain County Community College. Like, could you say, wow, this is disrespectful? Sure, you could say that. But whatever. We don't care. They're having a good time. Um, so congrats to the Eagles, the OCCAC Conference Champs. Uh, and if they continue on in their JUCO postseason and continue to win, I hope that we just – everyone has a phone on the field. Uh, two phones maybe. At all. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go crazy by a, by a nice little GoPro and strap would, it to yes. the pitcher's head. Absolutely. Surely there will be no, no trouble uh, with that. Uh, now, Stephen Schock, um, are, that's, that's just part one. Because part two is something that I am prepared to laugh a lot about. Because I think yes. this is something I'm honestly kind of sad that Jake is missing this conversation, but so be it. Um, you posted a tweet. As I on, do. Uh, you do this quite often on uh, Saturday. Shout out to Matt Scally of Siena Heights University. Now, you, you start m- so many of your tweets with shout out to player X at school X. Or, hey, sometimes I do shout out to player X of School X. <laughs> of School X. But, okay, which you, which you did <laughs> That's here. what but, I do. I give but, credit. But, to my, I, but, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Like, that's how yeah, yeah, that's so, what so nothing, I do. nothing is uncommon right now. Right? Yeah, you hit a grand slam, I tweet that. Shout out to, mm, for, mm, okay. But this one takes a, quite a turn. Yeah, it's a big old left. It's like in Mario Kart when you're playing on the Wii and you're trying to turn left so hard you flip the Wiimote totally over and you start turning right because it's like, whoa, 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 relax, buddy. This is not a Ford Taurus. This is a Wiimote. All right, I'm going to read the tweet, the full tweet. Shout out to Matt Scally of Siena Heights University who ate 22 apples during their doubleheader today for a whopping 88 grams of fiber. Did you make that up? Or did they say? No, it's well. Okay, so I I just looked it up. I did the math a little wrong. So in one apple, there's an average of four point four grams. But 
I like to think that's including the core. And, you know, this kid's not an absolute psycho. He's not eating the cores, because how else would he have evidence? So, <laughs> oh, true. Good point. <laughs> so it's probably even more than 88 grams of fiber. And yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it, um, and as you said, wouldn't be surprised if he shits out a carpet box later tonight. Um, <laughs> now, right before, first of all, the picture of Matt, he's holding, just go look at the picture. It's so funny. He's it's holding he's holding the apples in a bag or the the cores in a bag. Okay, right before we started recording, uh, you were sent uh, some very pressing information that already this record has been broken. Now we should shout out our friends at NAIA Ball, Siena Heights NAIA. It sounds like this has been a running thing for NAIA uh, teams over the last few weeks, where some kid named Andrew Baker had like twenty at some point earlier this year, twenty one. <laughs> And so then this kid, Matt Scalage, had 22. But then we just got word that somebody has already beat 22. Is that correct? Yes. 23 is the official number to beat. And the photograph that was sent in where the kid looks like he is about to throw up a whole apple pie. (laughs) (laughs) They're always red apples. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? His name is Kylan. Oh, geez. Kylan Harper. Kylan Harper. Harper. Okay. Also NAIA. Also NAIA. At Avila University in Missouri. Now, here is what I have to say. Now, the photo of Kylan Harper is one of the funniest (laughs) photos I've seen in my entire life. Now, however, however, I have to point something out. Okay? All right? Now, I'm not saying he didn't eat 24 apples. Okay? I can't can't dispute that. I can't take that away from him. Right? No. However... Our friend Matt Scally, okay, Matt Scally did this in a doubleheader, okay? Seven innings was the first game. Nine innings was the second game. So Which he had six, is, yeah, so he had 16 innings. He had 16 innings to, to scarf down 22, right? Okay. Now, I was like, oh, I wonder, okay, Kyle Harper did it today. Well, let's check out Avila University, right? Let's see what they, what, what did they do today? Well, I am I I feel bad, but I I have to point this out. Avila University today played a triple header. Oh, oh now hold okay. on, <laughs> hold on. They were three seven inning games. Okay, twenty one innings. But twenty one innings is a lot more than sixteen innings. That's like a rate of one point two apples per <laughs> inning, if my math serves me correctly. An- which, another you, which, thing, which when you put it that way, doesn't sound that crazy. No, I, I, like, look, that's a lot of apples. That's probably more fruit than I've had in the past year that they're doing in one day. But at the same time, triple header. I mean, all, all respect to Kylan Harper. Good for him. That's a lot of apples, and he he's currently apple king in the day. Don't he get is. me wrong. He is, but. Triple header. I mean, I think I could eat 23 apples in one hour. Here, Here's my concern. All right. Here, here's where my mind is going. First of all, I don't want you to do that because no. it sounds miserable and I need you at, at maximum strength. Remember, it's the Shock Factor podcast, so we can't be missing you for any pods. <laughs> all right. I can maybe I'll attempt do it a, if James can. Okay. Look, I'll do a poop episode. <laughs> We've already done multiple. We've already done multiple. Okay. Here's my concern. 
these were the last games of the season for both Siena Heights and and uh, Avila University. Okay, the crown is at risk. And but who's continue now? Look, all due respect to these two programs. Okay, but these are not. These are not winning. They're not playing postseason baseball, okay? And I'm not doing a correlation. The, the only reason, but what I am saying is, might it be a little bit harder to pull off such hijinks during conference tournament postseason baseball when the pre, the, the, it's, we're taking things at least 2% more serious than the teams that are playing on? I don't know. I think that, that these two might be tough to top. Um. What but I'm going to say is maybe we have some bench warmers out there on, you know, top 25 teams that want to attempt this. First um, of all, one, I want to see a third baseman or an infielder of some kind just doing it. Like, you know, they're, they're in the field just hucking apples down. It's like, oh, ground balls hit. Let me chuck this in my mouth. Hold it there for a second. <laughs> it's Bob so for much an apple, funnier for an out. infielder. And it's so much if, funnier for an infielder than an outfielder. Because an outfielder could probably... <laughs> basically do this or at least yeah. eat like at least 10 right <laughs> yeah it's like outfield you got like pitcher catcher that's out of the picture not gonna happen but an infielder not with that that's just risky enough you're, you're right not with that attitude but i if i know one thing about the naia it's that someone is gonna try this in postseason ball because yeah. that's just the animals that are in that in that realm in yeah, naia the level yes there's the word i could not find it so thank that's you true. but it's true like i mean oh, there was one tweet about the apple king and he only held the throne for 19 19 hours yeah that's t- <laughs> so, if i'm I, that's dude matt is was like imagine matt is like he's on the toilet scrolling on twitter today and he sees that his record has already been broken that is he's just devastating that is just oh my god that's gotta hurt man for reference it's like if someone got on the mound tomorrow and threw (laughs) 105.6 that is like who what the hell just happened (laughs) this was my life's work and the thing about this is, I know Kylan Harper is not the only one who tried today. I know damn well <laughs> that is That's a great not. point. So, that is such a good point. Someone hit 18 uh, today. Sure. But they gave up. Uh, oh, my God. And, and NAI ball, again, <laughs> pushing. But NAI ball, by the way, I also love this because um, – their tweet before before <laughs> Kylan Harper said, uh, you know, this is what NAI ball, amazing Matt Scally, record setter, the underappreciated, who's got 25 to 30. They were pushing to 20. They were like, oh, we want to see 25 to 30. And Kylan Harper <laughs> was like, I got 24, but I'm about to die. These guys need an NIL deal with floss. They're going to have apple skin in their teeth for months. But, like, it reminds me, I remember it was like three years ago, so my sophomore year in college, maybe four years ago then, I don't, I'm not great at math. But this one kid tweeted out his highlights for the weekend, and it was like a graphic, like any other graphic for college baseball, where it's like four for six, ten RBIs, but it was like 
six hours sat. It, it was two perfect sits. It was oh, yeah. two perfect sits. Perfect sitter. And That's it was a like That's 85 cool. high fives given. It was a double header that he perfect sat through the whole thing. And the, like these graphics just remind me of that, except these graphics are on a whole nother level. The one, yeah, just go look up the one that NAI Vault did. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hit this. <laughs> this picture is just killing me every time I look at it. Like he looks like I don't know what like what is Kylan Harper listed at <laughs> size wise? <laughs> he's not the biggest guy. He's not at all. He's listed. Oh, he don't even have a weight, but he's listed. Great at hair, seven. great mustache. Great hair, great mustache, and he just looks him and him and Scally both. They're in immense pain. They are. I've never seen someone look so proud and in so much pain at the same time. All right, we're done. We gotta be. We we're tapping out. Uh, that's that's a great spot to end it. Thank you. I want to see twenty five. I'm not so sure I do. I'm not so sure I do. <laughs> uh, thank you to uh, S2 Cognition for sponsoring the Shock Factor. Um, thank you to our heroes, our Apple eating heroes. Uh, thank you to all of the wonderful college baseball players across the country for giving us stuff to talk about. Uh, thank you, Stephen Shock, for joining me. Thank you, Jake Mintz, for editing uh, from the City Field Press Box. Um, but until until next week. Uh, start start munching <laughs> munching those apples, boy. <laughs> Someone's got to bring a slicer. They got to bring a slicer. I think that's what's going to change the game for them. Because you're eating wedges of apples so much easier. <laughs> Is that cheating? I don't know. Uh, or do it with candy apples. Might be even oh my! You talk about horror. The dentist worse than I think six. I think <laughs> six is. Is the limit for candy apples. Oh my God. Uh, Steven Chuck, final words. Final words. Shout out to the fallen heroes who I know damn well tried to eat 24 apples today and just couldn't do it. You guys are what baseball is all about. Jake Mintz. I slipped that one in there. I know you thought I won an episode without saying it, but that's not going to (sighs) happen. Buzzer beater. Thank you. for Everybody in college baseball is a stud. I love them all. Thank you for listening. Everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.